Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Andrew Carter, president of the Great Eastern Manufacturing Company, had his name in the Social Register, a magnificent home in Boston, and $4 million in the bank. The wealthy industrialist attributed his success to one thing, the fact that he could make up his mind and stick by every decision he made. And Carter was big enough to believe that other men, too, should be the captains of their own destinies. Thus, when his son Bruce was graduated from law school, the man said quietly, Congratulations, son. I ought to be able to save some money now, what with the lawyer and the family. Oh, afraid not, Dad. In the first place, knowing the approximate size of your bankroll, I'd be tempted to charge a double on every case I handled for Great Eastern. <laughs> and in the second place, I'm not going to hang out a shingle. Just yet. Well, you must have some plan for the future. For Coral and yourself. Oh, yes, Coral, of course. Tell me, Bruce, are you and Coral figuring on... Hello there, I... 
Oh, excuse me, Mr. Carter, I... I uh, come in, Coyle, come in. Bruce and I were just chewing the rag about nothing in particular. Really? Hi, Coro. You're, uh, just in time. Well, what, darling? Uh, I, uh, was on the verge of dropping a bombshell in Pop's lap. <clears throat> you can help him handle it. Hmm. I think I know what it is, too. You're going to say that you've decided not to be a lawyer now that your father has put you through law school, right? Mm, partly. He's already said that. What is Bruce? I've decided to leave Boston for a while. Leave Boston? What? Why, how utterly ridiculous. Why, Bruce, darling, really, where on earth you... Just a moment, Coral. What do you have in mind, son? I want to go out west, Dad. There's, There's lots of new country, big country... And, I believe, big opportunity for me. Why, Bruce Carter, surely you can't be serious. Opportunity? Good heavens. What more opportunity could uh, anyone want? Whereabouts out west, Bruce? The gold fields? Oh. Timber, perhaps? Out in California? Oregon? No. I want to see the plains in the southwest. The cattle country. Cattle? You mean you... The cows, Coral. You know, uh, green grass, white milk, uh, yellow butter, a uh, red cow, and so forth. So, you're really going out west. I, uh, I suppose, then, this means that you and I... I'm not making any plans right now. I see. When are you leaving, Bruce? As soon as possible. Well, I, I must run along. Goodbye, Bruce. And please give my regards to all the beautiful cows. Uh, just before my lady friend came in, Dad, I think you were going to ask me uh, what my plans were for Coral and me. <clears throat> no answer necessary, my boy. Now tell me, uh, how much money do you want? <laughs> Thanks, Pop. It's nice of you to offer, and later on I might call on you for a couple of million. But right now I've got my fare and enough <laughs> to live on for a while. Son, I made my fortune by thinking straight... And working hard. And I believe it's every man's privilege to do the same. Just remember that. And when you believe in something, remember... As far as you're concerned, it's true. Until proven otherwise. Thanks, Pop. That kind of advice is worth more than a bank. For a while, Bruce wrote regularly to his mother and dad. His letters were filled with a matchless enthusiasm. And then, gradually, the letters became fewer and fewer. Andrew Carter decided to investigate. The stagecoach from Royalton brought him to Cottonwood Bend, the last place from which Bruce had written. As he entered the small hotel, Carter observed to himself... Well, I must say, Bruce certainly picked himself a he-man town to live in. Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, room for you, mister? Well, yes, I imagine I'll be here for a day or so. Uh, tell me, do you happen to know a man named Bruce Carter? Do I happen to know? <laughs> you hear that, fellows? Yeah. This gent wants to know if we ever heard of Bruce Carter. Sure, mister. We know a fellow by that name. Why? Then perhaps you know where I can locate him. You see, well, I Well, is... no. Don't have any idea where you could find Carter. If I did, I wouldn't be clerking in this hotel, believe me. What do you mean? There's lots of people looking for Bruce Carter in this neck of the woods. And it just so happens there's a thousand dollars reward for the man that finds him. Don't matter if he's dead or alive. 
That's me. I'm Andrew Carter, Bruce Carter's father. Oh, yes, I heard you was in town, Mr. Carter. Sorry we ain't got better news for you about the kid. I want you to tell me everything about my boy. Sit down. Thank you. Well, there ain't a whole lot to tell. Kid came out here a year or so ago. Worked hard, saved his money, and filed on some government land out north of town. Doing right well, too. Had a little stock started, got some buildings up, was going good. Then, well, the kid had some bad luck. What kind of bad luck? Rustlers cleaned him out. Right then and there, he went loco. Guess maybe he figured if rustling was a good game, then maybe two could play at it. I've been sheriff for six years, and there's only one other hombre. Well, two. That give me as much trouble as Bruce Carter. Yes. Here, I, I can show you some reward notices. Here you are. Now, this fellow, this Dirk Gentry, he's a mighty bad hombre. Been dodging the law for years. Only he operates with a gang, see? And the kid, your boy, is strictly a lone wolf. Here. Here, this is one of the notices we got out on Bruce. You said there were two men giving you trouble besides my son. Who's the other one, Chad? The slipperiest one of the bunch. Fella known only as the Lone Ranger. Oh. Well, you'll hear plenty about him if you stay in this country very long. Lots of people got the idea he ain't no crook at all, but me, I know better. Any man goes prowling around with a mask over his face ain't up to no good. Come riding into these parts two or three months ago. Been seen a number of times. But, like I said, he's a slippery devil. <coughs> well, I'd better get back to the hotel. I've got to decide what to do. And the sheriff. Yeah? I wish you luck in your search for Bruce Carter. If my boy is really an outlaw, I hope you catch him soon. Either dead or alive. Yeah. Well, I'll keep looking for him. Sheriff Captain! Oh, now what in blazes? What do you want, eh? Robbery, Sheriff. Robbery at Angel's Crossing. Somebody stuck up the Wells Fargo. Tell me. Did anyone recognize the person who held up the Wells Fargo? Don't nobody have trouble anymore recognizing Bruce Carter. Come on, horse, get up! The news would kill his mother if she ever learns the truth. It's too fantastic to be true that Bruce should... You, mister. Uh, oh, uh, what's on your mind, Indian? Uh, me here, you, father of uh, Bruce Carter. Did you... Well, that's right, I guess, though I'm not very proud of it at the moment. You want to see Bruce Fuller? Do I want to see him? Man alive, of course I do. You listen. You go to the livery stable, get horse. You meet Tonto north of town after dark. Me take you see Bruce. But wait, how do I know that... All right, I'll be there. The yellow flickering light of a small campfire illuminated a strange scene far back in the sheltering foothills. Two men, both big and sinewy, faced each other tensely, silently. Their hands hovered above their gun holsters. Then the masked man spoke. All right, Bruce. Draw. Oh, it's no use, I tell you. I'll never learn to draw a gun as fast as you if I live a hundred years. Nonsense, Bruce. You've already doubled your speed just in the last week. The more you practice, the better chance you'll have to live a hundred years. Now, here, let's try once more. Remember, 
Don't reach for your gun. Draw the gun. When you reach, you warn your opponent, same as a prize fighter telegraphing a punch. Oh, yeah. Learn to draw, all in one upward motion. And then, learn to shoot as you draw. All right. Let's try it again. Another thing. Right now, we're facing each other, drawing at a given signal. There'll be other men, Bruce, who make it their business to draw first. Those are the ones you'll have to beat. Because they won't be aiming empty guns just for practice. They'll be trying to put a bullet in your heart every time. And I hope to heaven may succeed. What's that? Do not shoot. Keep us happy. It's Hutto. Hutto! What in the name of heaven are you, you doing? Father, you get shot. You not be careful. Shot? I'd as soon be dead as to witness what I've just been watching. Dad! Why, for the love of Pete, Dad! What are you doing out here? How in the world How did, did I you... find you? The Indian brought me. Heard I was in town looking for you. I've been laying back in the brush watching you. You're still a good student, Bruce. You learn everything fast, don't you? Gee whiz... I can't believe... <laughs> Talk about being surprised. <laughs> Golly. Uh, Dad, I want you to meet my friend No, here. thank you. I doubt if I can stand the acquaintance of more than one outlaw at a time. Oh, no, wait a minute, Pop. <laughs> Don't let your imagination run away with you. This man... I know. I've been reading the reward notices in town. Your friend wearing the mask here is a lone ranger with a price on his head, the same as yourself. I... How long do you think you can keep this up, Bruce? I don't know, Dad. For a long time, perhaps. It depends on how well I, I learn my lessons from the Lone Ranger. Your son has told me a great deal about you, Mr. Carter. He said that you once told him when a man believes something to be the truth. And as far as he's concerned, that thing is true until proven otherwise. It uh, so happens that your son believes in what he's doing. Does he? I suppose you believe in what you're doing, too. Yes. You see, Mr. Carter... Yes, I... man, I'm not interested in anything you have to say. All I want at the moment is for this Indian to take me back to Cottonwood Bend. I'm going to the sheriff's office and double reward this offer for my son. Yes, I'll triple it. If we must have outlaws in the family, if Bruce Carter really enjoys having a price in his head... I'll make it a good one. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue our story. 
Sheriff Kaplan lost no time in hitting the trail after receiving news that the Wells Fargo Express had been robbed. The townsmen would have been surprised to know just how quickly the sheriff found the outlaw camp each time he hit the trail. Also, they would have understood why it was that he constantly refused to take a posse along. It was late afternoon, and the man reined his sweating horse to a stop and dismount. Hi, Chief. What's all the rush? Boys inside? Yeah, sure. We've just been figuring how we were going to tackle that express wagon tonight. Come on in, Kelsey. Hi, Chief. Howdy, Dark. So you've been figuring how to handle the Wells Fargo tonight, huh? Right. Well, you can stop figuring. Someone else is figuring faster than we are, as usual. Hey, listen, Dirk. You don't mean that. No, I don't, huh? Well, for your information, the Wells Fargo Express was stopped and robbed at Angel's Crossing this morning. Angel's Crossing? That makes three times we've been beat lately. I reckon the same hombre is responsible for each time. Well, what are we going to do? Well, the way I see it, there ain't but one thing to do. This Carter fella's taking the play right out of our hands. We gotta find him and either get him on our side or stop him permanent. Yeah, but how? I reckon there's a good reason why the, the law ain't been able to catch up with Dirk Gentry these past six years. <laughs> Seeing as how Dirk Gentry and the sheriff is one and the same. But Dirk, why in thunder don't you get busy and round up this Carter gent? Him and the mask man. Yeah, let's go get him. If you don't, we might as well move on someplace else. And you know as well as I do, we'll never find another setup like this one. Not in a million years. Yeah, I know. And I've been trying to catch this Carter fella, see? I've been scouring the hills for him, but the sidewinder don't leave no more trace than an engine. Uh, what about the mask man? The lone ranger? Yeah. Trying to catch him is like grabbing for your own shadow. If we could only... Well? Huh? Only what? Wait a minute. Huh. Fella come to Cottonwood today. Bruce Carter's father, rich fellow from back east. Boys, I think that's the answer. I really think we're going to nail Mr. Bruce Carter after all. And maybe grab off the jackpot at the same time. Well, what do you got in mind, Dirk? Gather around, you hombres, and listen. nearly daylight when Tonto brought Andrew Carter back to the hotel at Cottonwood. Uh, here, <clears throat> me take your horse back to livery stable now. And remember, you will not talk. Not tell anyone what you learned tonight. Not a living soul, Tonto, so help me. Well, Tonto be in town maybe two, three days. Me watch your room at hotel. If you need Tonto, you make signal at window. I won't forget. Good night, Tonto. As Andrew Carter entered the small hotel, there was a jaunty spring to his step. Carter nodded pleasantly to the sleepy-eyed clerk at the desk as he made his way across the deserted lobby and up the stairs. Now to get a good night's rest. First, I'll have to write a letter to the boy's mother. Confound it. Where's that lamp? Here you are, Mr. Carter. Let me uh, light the lamp for you. Oh, in heaven's name. Oh, it's you, Sheriff. Yeah. Hope you don't mind me coming in this way. I wanted to talk to you private-like. You certainly startled me for a moment there. What uh, did you want to see me about? About your kid, Bruce. Bruce? What about him? Well, we uh, 
We finally caught up with him, Mr. Carter. What? I wanted to talk to you before we brought him back to town. Before you... You mean... You mean you know where Bruce Carter is? Uh-huh. You see, I nabbed him yesterday afternoon right after that uh, express robbery. Oh. Oh, yes, the robbery. You, uh... You say you captured Bruce yesterday afternoon, huh? That's right. Now, I've been thinking things over, and it might be you and me could ride out to the... Well, to this place and sort of talk to the boy. Maybe you could talk some sense into his head. Perhaps talk him into clearing out of these parts. Maybe going back east with you. Hey, uh, uh... It's awfully hot in here. Guess I'll open a window. Yeah, that's better. Of course now, maybe you ain't even interested in seeing the kid after what you found out about him, but... Sheriff, after what I found out, your proposal is very interesting. Well, I didn't know. You've been gone most all night. I... Say, where in thunder have you been, anyway? I hired a horse at the livery. Took a long ride up into the hills. Well, I didn't think you'd be much of a hand for horseback riding. But that's all the better. You, uh, ready to go along now? See what we can do for the boy? Yes, Sheriff. I'm ready. Between you and me, we may be able to do a great deal for Bruce Carter. Uh-huh. Well, come on. Sorry, I'm not a better rider, Sheriff. We might have gotten here sooner. Uh, this is the place? This is the place, all right. Come on, let's get inside. All right. Well, howdy, Chief. I see you fetched him back, all right. Yeah. Uh, who are these men, Sheriff? Where is Bruce? He's around. First, you and me have got to talk over a little business. Oh, you see, Carter, I, uh, I went to a lot of trouble on account of you. And, uh, well, being as how you're pretty well fixed, I figured maybe... I'd be glad to pay you for your trouble, Sheriff. But first, where's my son? He's around someplace, like I said. Now, uh, about this, uh, how much you figure you can afford? Hey. Hey, don't understand. Ah, for the love of Pete, stop beating around the bush and give it to him straight, Dirk. Don't ask him how much he can spare. Tell him how much you want. Yeah, That's what I say. Just $10,000. 10000 or 100000 Don't you think I realize what your plans are? You think I'm fool enough to believe that you'd let me leave here alive? I heard them call you Dirk. I know now that the Sheriff of Cottonwood County is the infamous outlaw Dirk Gentry. You ain't showing good sense, mister. But I reckon we can coax you. Kelsey. Yeah. Get them rawhide strips over here. Yeah. Here you are. Uh-huh. Plenty of water soaked, ain't they? <laughs> now we'll just tie a few of these in the right places. And about the time they begin to dry, maybe you'll change your mind, mister. Never. Not in a million years, you rat. <laughs> you'll pay for that, gentry. We'll see who's gonna pay. And this is just a sample of what I'm going to do when I get my hands on that kid of yours. I'll teach him to make trouble for Dirk Gentry. Trouble? 
Why, you simple-minded fool. Huh? Blast your heart. Quit calling me names. Go ahead. Have your fun, Gentry. And after a while, you'll see just how much trouble Bruce Carter can really make for you. Yeah? Well, just as soon as a kid finds out you're in these parts and that Dirk Gentry's got you in safekeeping, <laughs> I reckon we'll make that dirty meddler dance to our music, see? Yes, sir. We're going to cash in both ways, and then we'll... Reach! Reach for the ceiling, you buzzards. You'll cash in sooner than you expected to. It's a masked man, the Lone Ranger. They're coming from both windows. The first man makes a false... Oh, my arm, it's busted. Anyone else? How about you, Sheriff? What's the big idea, huh? You realize you're fooling with the law, mister? You can't... I can't? Let me show you a man who can... Man who really understands the law, Sheriff. What are you talking about? I'm in, Bruce. Gentry, perhaps you should get better acquainted with Bruce Carter, the Texas Rangers. Wait a minute. What about them robberies? What about Conveniently arranged with Wells Fargo and the others for your benefit, Gentry. All right, Toto. Come on in now. Here, I got those songs off your arm, Mr. Carter. Yes. Wouldn't have been long before these would have hurt. Look out! Thanks, Bruce. You seem to have learned your lesson well. Sentry, you sneaking rat. I should have put a bullet in your brain. Try to shoot a man in the back, will you? Where in thunder? Where did you learn to handle a gun so fast? From the best teacher in the world. The man who was ready to blast your crooked kingdom to pieces the first time you made a mistake. And you made that mistake when you approached my father, Gentry. But how... How'd he know? I, you I mean... exposed your hand beautifully, Sheriff, when you said you were taking me to see my son. Huh? Because, you see, when I returned to my hotel room last night... I had just come from the place where my boy was camped with the Lone Ranger. You did a good job making people believe that the Lone Ranger was a criminal, Gentry. But I still don't see... We tried for months to find Dirk Gentry. Then it was a masked man's idea to have another outlaw in the picture. A lone wolf who would cheat the Gentry gang out of every rich hall. As sheriff, you knew whenever there was a chance for a big robbery. But you didn't know that those robberies charged up against Bruce Carter were faked. Eventually, you decided to find Bruce, either remove him... I got him to work on your side. You saw a chance to do that, and at the same time, grab off a small fortune by seizing his father. Fortunately, Toto was on guard and followed you to your hideout. Otherwise... Otherwise, I'd be a dead man by now. There. I think you'll find these men tied securely enough to hold them until they land in jail, Bruce. Ready, Toto? Oh, be ready. <laughs> Rawhide tongs come in handy. Huh? Just a minute, now. You explained everything last night except one thing. Bruce, how did you ever happen to join the Texas Rangers? Well, that isn't hard to explain, Dad. When the Rusters cleaned out my little ranch, I realized then the crying need for law and order in this new country. Then I met the mass man. And it was through his recommendation that I was accepted into the Texas Rangers. And through his help that I made a success of the job. Eventually, this country will be organized against criminals like this gentry gang. And then... Yes? Well, someday I'm going back to ranching. Oh, it's a great game, Dad. But right now I've got a more important job to do. I'm mighty proud of you, son. And I'm glad you have such a friend as a lone ranger. Because he... Where'd the masked man and to go to? He said once that when this job was finished, I'd be on my own. Get him up! I'm now, Dad, it looks like I am on my own.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.